You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to WoW Talk, the Mash Those Buttons podcast all about World of Warcraft. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm here with Ray Lou. Hey. And Chris Harv Greer. Hey. Yo. And Eric Knutson. Hey, guys. And today is March 14th, and this is WoW Talk, episode number 207. And in case you can't tell, um, real quickly, and I'm actually going to tie this back a little bit later, but uh, Scott Hall passed away. Uh, great wrestler, very influential upon me and my youth. I assume the same goes for you, Harv, um, and, uh, and many other people out there. So we just wanted to, to send our condolences to uh, his family and his fans. And uh, we, will, we will be talking about pro wrestling later. I actually wanted to talk about pro wrestling this week for other reasons, which we'll get into. And uh, it just so happened to happen today. So uh, rest in peace, Scott Hall. And uh, let's get into it here. Um, Ray, how has... Uh, Raiding been going. Uh, Sepul- I think since we last talked, Sepulchar has opened, correct? You guys have been uh, yeah, it, waiting into yeah. that? Yeah. And then I did that. Uh, our f- so first week's uh, bad pug night. And then the second night was better. was a good pug night. <laughs> That's how I had uh, remembered it. Just because, you know, it's always like, you know, when you try to have to find people to take places to do stuff, like there's always expectations. But the raid just came out. And with that being said, like, you can only do so much when people get frustrated. It's like, well, did you read the fights? Do you understand? Do you, you think everyone's just going to murder everything and then they'll be, get plowed through? Like, you know, raids aren't made like that. They're made with very lots of things to do and all of the extra steps. Like we've always talked before with, um, you know, DBM and with the aids and the tools and stuff like that to help you with everything. So they've made it extra convoluted, as we've seen. This prior week, when we got to Anduin, and there's so much stuff going on, when I had to explain to my friend who only has played EQ but didn't, you know, hasn't played stuff since then, I was like, yeah, there's lots of extra things and dancing around and glaring things where it's like literally there. And we, uh, we had two people that were from two different countries, and that probably also doesn't help as I've, you know, pugged myself into a Frostborn group one time for a Mythic Plus, and oh boy. <laughs> Oh no, the lag. Yeah, oh, it's no. pretty bad. <laughs> so that does get a little. Uh, it's it's a little difficult, you know. And if they can manage with it, but uh, like I am not used to that, you know, lagging. Like it was bad, <laughs> you know. But anyways, um, yeah. So doing that was not too bad. Um, so been pretty fun. Fights are kind of straightforward, I think, with going through stuff. But um, there's a couple things where like where you watch the fights, and some things have been edited since the PTR. So you know when we go to the discussion we're like yeah and then it's like when does that come up i'm like i don't know this is our first time doing a fight like we're just talking of what we know from watching the videos and it doesn't happen we're like maybe it's later maybe you know so stuff like that um 
And outside of doing that, uh, people have been going on, like, we've been doing um, uh, M pluses and stuff like that. And, uh, whoo, yeah, 15. 15 is the new 20, so some of the stuff is pretty ouchy rough and what have you. <laughs> um, and even some of the people that I talked to when they played and doing the higher keys, um, a couple of them just couldn't finish them. And it was just, like, that hard. And they're just like, yeah, we didn't even do it. I'm like, okay, well, then I don't feel so, like, bad, I guess. Because, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, like, you feel like you're running and you're like, all right, got this. And then you're like, what just happened? It's like your head got slapped backwards. You're like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't have this. Yeah, it was like, and plus there's a, a new fix for 10. I do miss the mini bosses now. Because this one is basically, like, you have uh, different ads that come out and then whatever you kill is the buff that you get. And whatnot. So that was like we like we went in. None of us like had been in one, you know. So we're trying to, off the bat with a fourteen. Like, all right, let's do this. It's like, what do we hit first? All right, and then you know, um, I think it was like, like they knew what each one did, but again, you know, until you apply and actually do the things, it's like, oh god, what's happening? <laughs> um, is that the well, encrypted affix that you're talking about there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do. You'll hear me in. If you ever hear me doing M plus, I'll be like, ah, oh, I missed my loose mana already. <laughs> Just my like extra buffs are like the one that helps me. Um, well, that has us go faster while in combat we move faster. I missed all that stuff already. I'm like, oh, this is so doing the M pluses has been pretty fun. I still like doing them regardless because it's all about the learning experience and being able to get through and learn all the things and get used to it. Paths seem to be about the same. I have not stepped into Tazavesh yet. But I did hear that the mailbox boss was also near impossible on the higher keys, so can't wait to see that either. You'd done Tazavesh mm. previously when it was just Mythic only, and it was the one giant dungeon, right? The mega yes, dungeon. Yes, I, I did it. Mega did dungeon. it once on normal. Yeah, did it once on normal, and did it once for the mount. Haven't been there since. Oh no, I lied. I went in there to get myself one organic melon, so I can put it towards getting that frog mount. You need to get. Which oh, is, you can, you can only get that from Tazavesh. Yes. So, like, oh. uh, you know how you do the the fifteen honeys, right? Yes. And that you turn in, and you, so the last one that you do is getting one organic melon, which is a hundred gold. You know, just like organic things to be really expensive. But um, you just go in Tazavesh, and you go to the left. There's a vendor, so you don't have to fight anything. You literally just go in there, buy one, turn around, and then go back to ZM and just go ahead and turn it in. And then oh, you so you okay? So you can you you just go into the dungeon. You don't actually have to do the dungeon. You just have to no. slip in there just to get to the vendor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So same thing with the with the the I call it the catalytic converter apple carburetor pie that you have to get. There's that's also in ZM that you pick up. I forget what oh. it's called. <laughs> That's so cool. yeah, but yeah, and I think the other things were the so fifteen hundred for quest, thirty ribs, two hundred uh, clock, the five pies, and then the melon, and then that's it. Oh, I think I'm up to the five pie stage. Do you have to okay. make those, or you can just buy those off the nope. auction house? It's a vendor. Nope. It's oh, it's, a vendor. All, it's all a vendor. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's uh, I think at Pilgrim's Grace, I think. So there's a vendor there. You just buy five from there, and then you just go back and then turn it in. So I just bought those up. And speaking of mounts, Eric and I finally. Got uh, Blanchy. We don't oh, know nice. why we didn't do it before, but we did it. It's it's one of those things where it's not difficult, but it just you just have to sit down and do it. And so yeah, right. You went ahead and did it. So cool, cool. I'm Ahead glad I regard. waited. Yeah, because I uh, <laughs> I was I was like picked up one uh horseshoe, and I don't know why. Like I was like, okay, one day I'll just go grab a crap ton of them. You only need four because obviously horses only have four feet, and I don't know why I was gonna try to get a whole stack of them. That's 
So good thing I didn't that, do it early on. Well, in. that's what I thought. Like when I first started collecting the horseshoes, I'm like, oh, I bet you I just probably need four horseshoes, and I go somewhere and like, I, and I was like, no, you need a bunch of other stuff. But still, like it's it's just collecting right. stuff to basically build a horse. Yeah, she needs to do the things. Um, I think after first grade, we started looking into uh the stone soup kettle, which uh, it looks like it gives you like seventy food total and it might stay out a little bit longer for a handful of wipes well i don't know how long but whoever initiates it has to pay like 250 gold just for the the pot itself yes. and then everybody can contribute and then we started discussing like well how long is it going to take are people going to contribute how you know is it going to take forever whatever so i don't know I, i'm not sold on it quite yet i feel like i'm good with just making the feast and just putting it out at this point because like for something that costs that much i feel like people should be able to like you know, here's 70 divided by however many everybody take this many to hold on to the rest of the night. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels better that way, right. but well, that cost and... Well, even then, like, normally, like, you guys have everybody in the raid contributing resources, you know, so, uh, you know, you might have somebody who's like, oh, I gathered a ton of food for whatever reason this week here, and they just might dump it. And then, you know, you or whoever else has the, the cooking, you know, the recipe ground out, they'll just make a bunch of what they need and distribute that, like you said. And so... Like, in, at the end, is there, like, you know, when you compare, like, the input of, like, a bunch of people bringing resources and then the output of everybody getting the buff, is there really that much of a difference in the process? Or does it feel like, oh, yeah, like, this is much this is much better? Or it's like, no, the old way was better. And I guess you said you're still kind of determining that. Yeah, I, I don't feel like wasting 250 gold, I think, is what it is. Like, I buy the separate mats for, like, so everybody contributes, like, the meat and the fish, and then I just buy the other stuff. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, everybody took the time, whether they actually fished or killed things or just did their mission table or whatever like you know it's kind of like the doing a potluck party like everybody just bring over a thing and then i just take care of the main core stuff it's kind of like that i'm fine with doing it that way for now just again because like yeah 250 gold for 70 feasts and i don't know how long it lasts like out on the table you know what i mean like i feel iffy on that and I'd be really, like, sore if it was, like, here you are for the next, like, ten minutes, you know? Can people, like, donate to extend it? Like, if you're like, oh, it's only going to be ten minutes, and then, like, around, like, minute nine, it's like, oh, hey, I just threw a bunch of more, like, celery in there or something, and now it'll stay for no, five I, minutes. I think you have to put, you have to get it to 100% before the it's made. And everything is worth, like, you know, everything's worth, like, every donation is worth 5%. And it depends on what items, like, some things, like, take 30, some things take 10, some things take takes 5, like, whatever the so, equivalent is. Like, I, So what happens if you put it out and then you only get, like, nine to 95% and everyone's like, oh, I'm out, we didn't have that one last piece of meat? Dude, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to find out. Right? I'm like, <laughs> listen, the, the auction house already stole 15,000 gold from my auction that I put up. I think I'm okay. Wait, what happened? Oh, um, I... I actually put up a 291 cloak on the auction house for 300k, and they gave me 285 back. So they took like 15k out as a, a like an wow. eBay like cloth. So I was like, "What? Why? This is just a little dinky cloth. How could you take this money from me?" Wow, <laughs> taxes, taxes. And I know. Inflation. I know. Jesus. Next time I have to put a lower one. I should have paid attention to how uh, little they take out when you don't make more money. Right. I guess like real life. So yeah, second week tanking or second week of raiding went better. We we still had the tank that had come back, um, and he's from he's the one that's from overseas. And so we were we we're trying to work on a a different method, I guess, with talking because like he he pulls really fast. He's just like it feels like he's really anxious. 
you know, to, like, get stuff done and, like, talking a lot. And, you know, for some people, a lot of over-talking and repeating things and stuff, I think it makes other people get this, like, little twinge of, like, a, like an- anxiety, I think, of doing that and getting a little bit frustrated. And I did uh, have a talk in Guild Chat just saying, hey, like, you know, sometimes people from other, like, countries and just the way with talking and not having it as your first language, things might come off wrong, you know, so don't, like, get offended by that, like, you know, and so I ended up having a chat with some of the guildies and asking for uh, constructive rather than destructive feedback so I can actually talk to him because he does want to come back, which is fine, you know, and everybody gave me their positives and negatives of it, so I just went through and kind of, you know, gave him a paragraph of what's going on. If he has any questions, you know, feel free to ask, but that, you know, he's doing well. It's just that these little things are just, like, we wipe come back and then he's like already ready checking before people even finish eating it's like very fast and um i did talk with another guildie who hasn't been playing but he says on uh the horde side that he has some friends who plays um it's like two it's like teams that are in the uk and the philippines that play together and that this is how they play they just go through and they just pull like they just go super fast so i was like okay so i don't know so that's i was like all right well that's good to know because you know i can only make speculation of what exactly is going because you know i pm him like hey can you can you maybe do a 10 second pull timer or can you slow down or whatever but you know it's easier i think outside of game to you know chat chat discord to have like a pm to have the conversation rather than during the game because now you're like nobody wants to waste time i think is is the whole key (laughs) and i understand that you know because you don't want to kill your time trying to spend your several hours and then it turns into a third of it is turned into chatting about how to do stuff that could have been i guess read earlier and done well, to be fair, on the 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 quick uh, ready ready check, the ready check does have a no answer for a reason. So <laughs> yeah, but even when he was hitting, even when people were hitting no, then he would still like kind of pressure people and be like, "Oh, oh are you ready? like, major, you ready?" Yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it He's became like a, a very <laughs> yeah, it came, became like a very stressful thing. And like Alice, uh, Alexander said, like superpaths can feel stressful. So you know, that was a thing that I you know, I messaged him just saying, "Hey, I know." I was like, "I know." I feel like you're probably not trying to come off. You know, as like being a certain way about stuff or whatever. Actually, I should just pull up my sentence. It's easier than to try to paraphrase what I just wrote for myself. But just saying that, like, you know, that you didn't mean to come off as sounding like people aren't doing what they're supposed to. Because, like, he repeated a lot of stuff a lot as we were doing the fights and whatnot. And, you know, and it's good that he's like, it's good that he's keeping an eye on what to do or input like tips and stuff like that. But I think, again, you know, the super fast talking and stuff, people are like, bruh, as we watch South Park, bruh. <laughs> Bruh. 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 <laughs> mm, but so hopefully uh he'll message back and then kind of be able to go over you know if he has any questions or anything like that just because again i think you know a big thing with having pugs and stuff like whether they come or not and we had someone else who wanted to come with but no longer wants to and i tried the same thing try to get some uh feedback on like what the issues were because you know always going forward you want to know what the issues are so you can kind of look out for these things to make it better experience for people or not but unfortunately she didn't really have anything to say so it wasn't quite helpful so you know you want some you lose some but that's that's what i'm trying to work on now is just making sure that you know we can actually have a steady team of people that are going to continually come and that we don't have to have this rotating door because every time you have someone different it's so hard because you never know what someone's going to do and like i think half of us have the fear that it's always going to be like well my guild does not do it this way you know it's like okay well you're here and you're not with your guild, and um, yeah, let's not curse at each other. <laughs> South Park had a saying for this. If you don't like it, <laughs> you can get out. 
you can, <laughs> you can leave. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it! Yeah, so you know, it's it's been it's been a thing, but we're seven of eleven right now on normal. You know, going through our first runs, uh, people been running through to get their um, mythic zeros and give you two sixty five p. So just anything to kind of help out, just because the Anduin fight was pretty pretty gnarly. I think Eric can attest to that part. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> a lot of stuff going, lot going on in there. Well, how how have you been doing, uh, Eric? I mean, are you are you tanking on this uh, go through now, or you're you're playing uh, on no. your was it your warlock, your DPS? Yep, I am warlocking this time around. Which spec are you? Uh, Destro. Destro. Okay. Destruction. I know that right now everybody's saying demonology, and everybody needs to be demonology or get out, but. I tried it and like it's just not comfortable for me. So I'm like I'm just what it is is I'm I'm comfortable with Destro. It's the spec I've always played. And I'm not like I'm not I'm not uh tagging around at the bottom or anything. I'm keeping. Um but yeah, I've always loved Destro. It's a fun spec. Um yeah, would you just, say that you've been kicking ass? Oh man. Yeah, all right. All right. I have. If playing on kicking if you're if you're playing as Destro, then I'll get some snake pets on my hunter and call myself Cobra Commander. Do it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, this is the first time or the first raid that I have not mained my blood DK at least for expansion. Oh wow! So <laughs> yeah, you've made been... your your blood DK. I think for as long as I've like remember. I mean, I I, I guess maybe before. Uh, before Warlords uh, would have been the time, because I think since I started raiding with you guys in Warlords, you were always on your Blood DK, if I recall, right? Yep, yep, yep. I, I, the last time that I was not a Blood DK main was Cataclysm, yes. Because I, I, in Pandaria is when I started tanking on Toretto. And, but during Panda, I also had like a lot of leveled ults and geared ults, so I could kind of jump around all over the place. but. That was that was the first expansion where I started actually maining the DK. Yeah, that was Pandaria. Um, so he's still geared. I mostly just use him now to go fishing. <laughs> At least because he's he's the only one of my characters that's fully maxed out on fishing. But I'm like um, Paladin. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, the Paladin probably. Well, maybe not with the stats squish. Did they reset all that? Stuff? A couple expansions ago, or the fishing? I don't know. Well, no. Now I, I now I think. You know, actually, I haven't checked fishing, but I know, like, for most professions, like, there's you get a different, uh, you know, like experience bar for each expansion. So if you're fishing in, uh, oh, that's right, like so, Shadowlands waters, then you should be getting Shadowlands fishing experience. Okay, yeah. So anyway, uh, where was I? Destro fun. I like it. I've been playing Destro spec on my warlock whenever I do play the warlock. I don't. Know. Um, yeah. So it's my raiding back again with this this raid and i enjoy it i kind of like uh being able to just stand back and cast things and not be in charge of pole timers or where positioning or strategizing i'm just kind of hanging out in the back this time and i like it it's a nice change of pace i'm not ruling out going back to tanking at point for sure i'm just enjoying what well you should, you should try to bring back uh warlock tanking it's your uh yeah the blueberry and then uh <laughs> Oh, what was it? They used to have the uh, uh, dark ap- apotheosis or whatever, where you could basically give you like buffs to survivability, and yeah, you could uh, that 
That used to, that was a thing, man. And uh, yeah, they don't do that anymore, but they should bring that back. Force yeah. it even if you can't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, let's see what? Yeah, we got to the Anduin fight, and we got into phase two a few times. But I think by the time we had really gotten there, where people were starting to get kind of, you know, toward the end of the night, where people start playing bad, and uh, there are lots of it's it's another one of those fights. Blizzard's been doing this now for the last few expansions, where they put in fights where somebody makes a small mistake and it ruins everything for everyone. You know, you can't just like make a mistake and get yourself killed, but like you make a mistake and it'll ruin the entire phase. And so like we, we really have to have everything just go right. So as people get more comfortable with it, I think we'll move on. Now the Anduin fight is interesting because it was sort of the end of the first, it was the end of the raid for the first week. Mm -hmm. And so does it feel like oh this could have been a raid ending fight or it feels firmly like oh no this was like a a solid you know like third three quarters of the way through the raid fight is there is there a difference even um are you saying does it feel like more of a mid a mid raid fight or does it feel like an end fight yeah like does it, does yeah. it feel, like does it, this is the kind of fight like oh if they had put this at the end of the raid yeah I, i'd feel like that was a, a satisfactory raid experience um no i i think they if they were going to make this one, or if this this Anduin fight was going to be at the end of the raid, there'd need to be a lot more cinematics with it, I think, to make it feel more epic than it is. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We haven't really progressed to the end of that fight, so I don't know how long and epic it is. But the raid itself goes at a pretty good pace. I like that it's all over the place, and you can choose freely which direction you want. But I don't. I think if they had stopped with Anduin, it would still feel like kind of a short raid. So I'm glad that there's a few more. And this is all on normal, correct? You guys haven't. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're you're right there in the race for world first, then. You know, hanging in there. Funnily enough, if you look on Raider IO on our server, we're number two for normal right now. Oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> There's not a lot of people there, so well, technically, right. is it Ravencrest an RP server? Nope, we're normal. No. You're normal, okay? Just norm. Yeah, nor normal PV PVE, I guess, or whatever. I guess it's just called PVE. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No such thing as normal, guys. Setting on the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other thing. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut in. Go on. What's up? Oh, I was gonna say that before I forget. Uh, before I get to your stuff with the the discussion earlier today, that I can, if you don't have an authenticator, you can still uh, post, but you can't post any info. So that wouldn't work for me to do uh, for us to pug for raids and stuff like that. But uh, I noticed there is. Uh, drop down and the drop down is standard completion and beat timer and i was like what is the difference between standard and completion because you know don't you want to complete it regardless like, i get the beat for m plus right so like i get it so you you're looking to push the key to beat the timer or you're looking just to finish it and then there's standard and then um jeff had looked up and said someone posted saying that like Completion means this is a struggle and we're going to be a carry, so we like to get this finished. <laughs> so I was like, oh, because I was trying to figure out why there's three different choices. Like, I mean, you're either going to finish it, or you're going to beat the timer, or people are going to quit, but I think people would quit either way. You know, like, it's not like you're locked in, I, th I think. If it says completion, I haven't tried. That would actually be a good test, but nobody would sign up, I'm supposing, if it said completion. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, I think that's about about all i don't know i, I thought the helandras fight sucks I'm, i mean as a as a caster that needs to stand still 
and not move. Like, I don't have a whole lot of run and gun. Fight. That, that to me is always the interesting thing um, that I never have to worry about as a hunter, but that, you know, they have, you know, that for most casters, you have to stand there and they know how long you have, you know, how long your abilities take to cast or whatever. And so when they're designing these fights, they have to be like, okay, we're going to give you this much time of standing still to get your stuff off. And then you're running around and how they piece all that together to be like, okay, like here's where you're like that. That's, that's what I find yeah. interesting is like how they, they design that knowing like, yeah, okay. Like we got to make sure we're hitting you. Like there's nowhere in the raid. You can just stand there firing the whole time without moving. Cause I mean, yeah, that might be fun to a degree, but that's also not ideal. Right. And yeah, like, you know, well, guess what, fire mages, you're not going to get to cast anything today. <laughs> <laughs> Better hope you get procs. Exactly. But like in that Halandra's fight, there's entire like phase transitions where he runs from one room to another, and you got to follow him. But you need to pretty much try and stay in front of him, otherwise you can get held behind. Bad. But like, I don't have any real speed boost except for burning rush. So, like, I can try and get a hop ahead just so that I can stand still for a couple of seconds and throw some casts, and then I have to run again. But, like, five seconds of having that on, that's 20% of my health while yeah. everybody's taking AoE damage. So it's really, it's really annoying. I have to save, like, whatever defensive cooldowns I have and health stone for, like, that whole movement phase. But you know who doesn't have that problem? Hunters. Oh, you? A blood DK. Oh, that's true. Blood DK. Also true. How about this? If I get up far enough ahead, I will grip you over. Okay. Yes, really if the slowest off. class in the game gets far enough ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. Calandrus, <laughs> he's like the, the the robot crab, right, or something like that. Yeah. 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 And the and if you like don't make it, you'll get locked out because the walls will go up, and then you're just stuck. Which happened to me the one time. Cause I, cause basically like there's the stuff that you get from uh from Nathria where like you stand and it drops a big, as the one raid said a crumbly circle drops down or whatever, and like I've been trying to tell people to Moses and part the Red Sea and just drop them on either side so people can come back in the middle, but people still kind of like stagger everywhere and then you get stuck and that's what happened to me was there's just shit everywhere and I'm like I have no place to go but backwards and then it cut me off I'm like, well, this is how I die. I think I think I saw that Halandris was sort of the. Uh, I, I think that's where a lot of the the mythic uh, world first guilds were getting hung up, get, get getting past him, and he's right before Anduin, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, right? he can be. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Depending on which way you go, but Halandris. Halandris before. Yeah, Anduin? it depends. Some people you can go to Halandris like what second if you really wanted to, or third. Like, let's get the yeah. challenge out early. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Depends on what, what order you want to go in, but yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Eric? Uh, no. I'd say that's about it. That that wraps up my last two weeks of. So hard. We're, we're gonna get. We're gonna get Matt's for his legendary. That's the only thing that's left. Oh yeah. And mine. Get ready. Yeah. The two the tier set bonus for warlocks and then being able to run two legendaries. It's gonna change the whole spec. Yeah. Like change all over the place. That yeah that that. That that's that seems like this the standard like soft nerf that they put in like they know like okay we're gonna build this raid and it's gonna be tough until everybody yep. can start getting their second legendary and then that's what'll sort of to fall into shape. Mm-hmm. Is it bad that when Ray was talking about the boss that brings the walls up? I wanted to be like and break the walls down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I want to ask you, Harv. Who was your favorite wrestler from the Monday Night Wars era of uh, late nineties, early two thousands pro wrestling? Kane. Kane, 
Mm. Old school cane with Paul Bear at his side. Nice. I'm glad you brought him up. <laughs> I'm glad you brought Kane up. Um, but before that, just real quick, you said you haven't really played much uh, the last two weeks, right, Harv? No, I have not. Okay. So let's go ahead then, if we can. And let's get into pro wrestling for a moment. Because, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think I surprised you when I said, I was like, hey, do you want to talk about pro wrestling this week? And you're like, what? <laughs> but, so, I don't know how you guys have felt. I don't know if you guys have watched any of the cinematics. Um, we don't really talk about the story too much on this podcast. Um, but generally, the consensus about how the story going right now, the the final cinematics... Uh, you know, th- there was mixed reaction to the Anduin cinematic. I think people were excited to see Arthas, but also a little bit disappointed how they handled him. Um, people were excited to see Varian and Sorfang. Um, but, you know, there was mixed reaction. But overall, I'd say I think people were, were, were okay with it. Uh, and then we get to the finale uh, when you beat Zoval. And what is it? What's the, 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 the Fallout 4 meme or whatever? Nobody liked that. So... There's been a lot of dissatisfaction about the ending. And I don't necessarily want to get into the ending, the nature of the ending. It is what it is. But the one thing that I see a lot of is, is people, especially on Reddit, um, people calling out Steve Denuser. I guess he's, he's the head of the narrative team. Um, or at least he's the, most, the, the focal point for the narrative, narrative team. And I'm glad that they're not calling for Christy Golden anymore because I feel like she used to draw a lot of the heat because every, it's, it's like people only can focus on like one person and they assume that there's like one person responsible for everything that's happening. It's, and sometimes that is true. Uh, you know, sometimes there, there is one person taking the lead. Um, but other times it is a team effort. You know, they have a writing room for a reason. They have a bunch of people in there all working. And I see everybody calling for, for, for you know, you know like criticizing Steve Denuser or saying this, you know, this is all, you know, the story's not good. He, he needs to be let go from the writing team and whatnot. And... I couldn't help but think back to October, I think it was October 4th of 1999. Um, and now, Harv, do you know what a smark is? No. Okay, a smark is short for smart mark. Do you know what a mark is? No. Okay. I probably do, but... You probably were one. Well, 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 in wrestling parlance, a mark is a fan, but there's, uh, it's a fan who, you know, believes in everything. Um, you know, maybe they know that like, you know, maybe they know that wrestling is, uh, you know, is is fake as it were, but they're all, you know, they're, they're, they're excited to be there. They're it's basically, they're, they're a fan. So a smart Mark is a smart fan. One who knows that it's all fake. One who knows what's going on. You know, they know who the booker is and who's, you know, who, who's, you know, who's behind the scenes, who's drawing heat. They know what kayfabe means and all, all that stuff. And back in the nineties, the internet was still in its ascendance. And you had, uh, it all kind of grew out of the old RSPW uh, forums. And uh, that's Uh, for <laughs> as I show my age here. Uh, but basically, you know, think of like Reddit before Reddit existed. You had these, you know, message boards that you could go into and, and kind of everybody, you know, th- this was sort of the first time, kind of like how there's a, an internet wow community where be it on Twitter or Reddit, like we can all you know, come together and kind of communicate about this game, regardless of where we are without actually needing to be in the game itself. Although that also is a means of communicating back then you had all these wrestling fans, people who, you know, they'd go to the store and they'd buy the magazine and they, they, you know, 
there's maybe one or two other people in their school that they could talk to about this. But then you get the internet comes in and now, oh, hey, I can go online and I can find a message board and everybody here knows what's going on. And everybody here knows, you know, that, you know, they can complain about, you know, what's going on. Or they can talk about how awesome things are. And, you know, somebody's breaking news because they know somebody behind the scenes or whatnot. And, you know, and, and, and so, you know, so this, this online community bubbled up and, you know, so, so as, as fans became smart and, you know, you know, aware of what was going on, the term smark grew in prevalence. And so my friend and I, we were very much smarks and we went to the October 4th raw. And at the time, the writing in the WWE, this would have been, as I said, 1999. So this was the, the, the heyday of the corporate ministry. Um, I think we were talking earlier, like I think right to censor was, would have been uh, out about then, uh, you know, so, so, I don't remember everything specifically, but I remember that, you know, again, you know, rest in peace, Scott Hall. But, you know, when he and, and Kevin Nash came out and they, you know, they, they you know, they, they came out on WCW and started the Monday Night Wars for, for better or worse. You know, it was amazing. And you're, you're, you're trying to flip back and forth between both shows and you're trying to see what's going on and you're trying to, you know, go online to get all the information to see what's going to happen and who's signing where. And, you know, everything was cool. And, and then the WWE respond, well, WWF at the time responded, you know, they, they got real edgy. They had the attitude error. And I think it was even before the attitude error, you know, they had Steve Austin coming out, uh, you know, he's saying, saying, you know, uh, ass all the time. Um, <laughs> hey, let's not forget Billy Gunn, who was the ass man, the ass man and Mr. Ass. Yes. Although yeah, he would come later. Um, but no, you had Austin, he come out, he'd drink his beers and he'd, you know, he'd, you know, talk shit about everybody. And he's very, very plain spoken, but very, you know, but very captivating. And, you know, so like the WWE was kind of, you know, you know, Hall and Nash jump over to WCW, WCW is sort of winning the Monday Night Wars. And then WWE gets behind Austin and starts building their momentum. And then they start coming back and then they got, you know, Mick Foley and then the emergence of the rock. And, you know, it was an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. And then we get to 1999. The WWF has been winning for a while now. And, Things just aren't clicking. You had that weird, you know, like the corporate ministry angle, really. It was really poorly implemented because, uh, you know, they, they were building all this mystery, like who's behind The Undertaker, who's behind The Undertaker. And, of course, it's Vince McMahon because he was behind everything. And it all reduced back to Vince versus Austin, which they had been doing for a bunch. And it was very disappointing or, or you know, it was very disillusioning. And the problem, the reason I'm comparing this to WoW, to tie this back to WoW, so I don't go way too off on the rails here and make this a, a wrestling podcast as much as I may want to, is that in a lot of ways, the experience then of being a fan of the WWF feels a lot like being a fan of World of Warcraft now. That you look back, you know, you look back to Legion. The story in Legion was great. You had all these class hall stories, all, you know, you know the, what was going on with the Legion was the culmination of years of, of you know, dealing with Sargeras and all that. Um, you know, you had these individual class stories you could get into. The Death Knight story was really great. They were picking up these threads that they had been laying down since Cataclysm or before, and then finally paying off on a lot of stuff. And they were paying off on so much stuff, I was worried. I was like, this almost feels like this is the last expansion. Like, they're running out of threads. That You know, what is what stories are they going to tell going forward? And then, they, you know, as, as they wrap stuff up, they set stuff up to go forward. We get, you know, Ilganoff, we get in Legion and his little whispers that we're still chewing over to this day. And so you look back at Legion and you think this was like a heyday of wow storytelling that, you know, it was one of the best expansions. They had great content pacing, great content. Everything's great. And now we get to Shadowlands. And uh, as I've said, part of the problem with Shadowlands is that the development schedule got shot to hell that content comes out when content comes out, regardless of, of when it should have come out. 
I mean, that's, you know, that, that is what it is. It's not, you know, but you get to Legion and people are so disillusioned. And then you get this story. Like one of the things we keep, you know, that the people keep saying is like, oh, well, what, you know, why was Sylvanas doing what she was doing? Well, it turns out there was the jailer. Why is the jailer doing what he's doing? It's like, there's a lot of these, these questions getting answered with more questions. And it's very, you know, you're getting strung along. You're not getting a satisfactory payoff yet. And so you get to the, the, the raid finale. And, and again, it's very uh, unsatisfactory. Still more questions, more set up for the future in some ways. And people are calling for Steve Denuser's head. And to me, this felt, again, like, like WF in 1999 because, you know, we're, we're getting a, an inferior product, or at least, you know, what we felt was an inferior product. You know, we're getting these storylines we're not really buying into. And, well, who's responsible for that? And, and the man who was responsible at the time, the man who was sort of in charge of, uh, you know, the, the mid-'90s WWE product, not Vince McMahon, but Vince Russo who was a writer that had come up uh, in the late 90s. He was sort of the guy credited with the uh, crash TV of, of, you know, like, the, you know, I mean, you it's a wrestling show. So the, the focus ostensibly would be on the in-ring product. You know, it's, it's a competition between two guys or, you know, four guys or whatever in a squared, you know, it's a squared circle, as it were, you know, you know, throwing each other around. And, you know, he got more into like, oh, no, we got to build the characters and we got to keep cutting what's going on backstage and we got to have more interviews and more, more, you know, verbal confrontations and you know got to have like crazy angles um was oh god was 1999 was that may young's hand or that i think that might have been a little bit later i don't know but that was bad exactly and then then and as you said earlier i I think this was later um you you mentioned kane but do you remember the katie vick storyline vaguely (laughs) (laughs) that's probably It's probably the right answer. This was answer. like 22 years ago. Yes. Anyway, I'm going through like a list here of terrible wrestling storylines uh, from that era. Um, but anyway, before I get too far off topic here. Um, so my friend and I, we go to the, the Raw that Monday night, and we're, we're smart marks. We know Vince Russo is the guy writing this. We know that, sure, he was responsible for the ascension of the product, or at least you know, a major, maybe not entirely responsible, but he was a major driving force behind, you know, the WWF's ascendance at the time. And now he'd become stale. And so, you know, we, we get there and we, we, you know, we think we're cool and we we're you know, we're up in like the nosebleed seats, but it doesn't matter. But before the show starts, we start chanting fire Vince Russo, fire Vince Russo, because we're so smart. We know what's going on and we know who's responsible for this. And we know we know what it would take to fix this. And we know that when you don't like a product, you call for the head of the writing department because that's how you respond. And so I think of that moment and that's why I compare it to what's going on on Twitter with everybody calling out Steve Denuser. But here's the thing. Here's the little catch for me and my smart mark friend. Vince Russo quit the day before on October 3rd. And he jumped to WCW. So my friend and I, for the entire show, were up there yelling for Vince Russo to be fired because we're so smart and we didn't even know he wasn't with the company anymore. And so I look at all these people, you know, calling out Steve Denuser, and I think, you think you know, but you don't. You think you know that Denuser is responsible for everything. You think you know how things go in that writer's room. You think you know how everything played out that, you know, Oh, it's, it's crappy writing that got us to this point. You think, you know, all the decisions that went into everything that, that has you disappointed right now. And I'm not saying you shouldn't feel disappointed. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I'll admit there are parts of the story that have been less than satisfactory that have been less com- than compelling. You know, I, I, I want answers. I want to see some interesting stuff. I will admit all that, but 
you know, it's this, it's, it's a combination of the standard Twitter overreaction or just social media overreaction in general, where people get way too, you know, they're, they're way too quick to call, call out for people. You know, they get too rude with people. They don't get, they're not, you know, they don't disagree in a respectful fashion. You, you have a lot of that going on, but also you don't know why they did what they did. And to, to sit there and try to call out people, it, 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 it's foolish. It's just foolish. And it makes, it makes you look like a, a, a smart mark as it were. And not, not, you know, and you, you think, oh, well, you know, I, I know, I know what's going on. And, th- and th- my point is that you don't, you do not know what's going on. And so, so, so you can ask for, you know, an improved story. You can make your displeasure clear. You can say, you know, I didn't like that. That didn't land the way you thought it did. That's fair. But when you start calling for people to be fired or you start saying these, you know, these people need to leave, or if you start getting more disrespectful than that, that's when it needs to stop. That's when you need to step back and say, okay. Because yes, he is the the head of the writing team. You know, he, you know, it, it, to a degree, he's there to draw the heat. He's there to take the fire. You know, he's the tank, as it were. But treat him like a warlock. Don't focus on him so much. <laughs> That's right. Did this turn into cribs? You think you know, <laughs> but you have no idea. <laughs> so, so that's my little pro wrestling rant for the week. And once again, Rip Scott Hall. Hey you. I haven't seen any of these new cinematics. I've intentionally avoided them until we kill bosses. Too well, I hope I didn't spoil too I, much. I, I, no, did, I, I, did, I did say a lot about the Anduin cinematic. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, I've just got to be prepared to be the... upset. No, well, we'll see. Let me, you, you played a lot during okay. Wrath. You played a lot during Wrath, right? I sure did. Yeah. Okay. You might, you might be upset. <laughs> all right, all right. If you, if Wrath was your favorite expansion, you might be a little off put by the cinematic. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. If, if, well, hopefully uh, if I get to see it this next week. If you liked, you know, anything like Cataclysm or later, you might be like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. God. Well, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll get to see it and then report. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we can talk about that next week. I'm sure you guys, I mean, you guys sound like you're close. I'm sure within two weeks you'll get Anduin down. It shouldn't yeah. be that. Unless you get stuck on that, uh, that robot crab again. Yeah. We'll get past him too. Everybody's gonna have a little bit more gear each week. I say crabs sound annoying in general, but then like robot crabs, especially, that's really got to be un- 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 <laughs> robot. <laughs> so let's get into the news a little bit. One thing I want to mention real quickly: there have been uh, allegations of three investors, and I can't remember who their names are, but they're all friends of Mike Morham. I think one of them was Barry Diller, who's like a known. Uh, like a CEO for some famous companies and he's uh, so these are all people with, with way too much money um, and they all conveniently started buying Activision stock right before the purchase uh, by Microsoft oh, as though they would have known that uh, oh hey this this very low price stock is something going to shoot up and it's possible it's possible you see a stock like Activision you think that's undervalued you may want to invest in that all of a sudden um, the timing just seems a little suspicious so there's a, there, there, there are some investigations of insider trading going on there. So you're yeah. saying they should go hang out with Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious because Martha Stewart's the first person I think of when we start talking about insider trading, which is hilarious because she shouldn't be known for that as much as she is for her cooking She shows. should be known for her friendship with Snoop Dogg. And her friendship with Snoop Dogg, yeah. Her unlikely friendship. Wasn't there, one, wasn't there one of those roasts? Where they had like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and a bunch of those guys on stage, and somebody made the joke that only one person on the stage has actually been to prison, and it was Martha, Martha Stewart. Yes, oh God, I believe yeah, that is correct. Right. I believe that is correct. 
But the one piece of news that I do want to talk about here before we wrap up is that uh, the Blizzard account, I think it was technically a message from John Height, uh, they put out a save the date about the future of Warcraft. And on April 5th, April 19th, April 19th, so just a little over a month from now, uh, we'll be getting our information about the next expansion. So what do you, what do you guys want to see on April 19th? Wrath Classic. What'd you say, Ray? A new playable race. Ooh. What race? Or, or just any new playable race? Just anyone. I know Eric will probably shout for the bird people so they can all call the yes. time and like, why? Bird people. <laughs> Should That's all bird Eric people. and Jer want. Mm-hmm. Add me to the that Ericoa, list. Sorry. <laughs> I was hoping they'd add a new class. Oh yeah. Do, do you want Tinkerer or something else? Death Knight Two. Yeah, Death Knight Two. It'll be Life Knight. <laughs> Life Knight is that a paladin? a paladin? Yeah, I was gonna say that's a paladin. <laughs> oh, but I think it'd be cool if they were able to add in something, something new. And Harv, you actually brought up an interesting point, asking for Wrath Classic because I've. Everyone I've seen, and uh, you know, has been so focused on. Oh, hey, the new expansion's coming. Um, yeah, there. Uh, what is it? There have been uh, like I think strings in the classic. I think I don't know. If, I don't know if it's on Battle.net or it's in the classic client that kind of been hinting that Wrath Classic might be coming. And it makes sense. I mean, they did. Well, once you do Burning Crusade Classic, like you're kind of like committed now. Like, okay, we're gonna run it all back. That expectation is set. Yes. And I think people too. I, I, again, because like this is all the content that was removed from the game. Like, like if they put Wrath Classic in, I think I have to at least go through the Wrathgate because that's I that's not there anymore. No, I, and and that wasn't there as of Cataclysm. Like that was one of the first times that they got rid of like content like immediately. Like it's like oh the new expan- expansions here, and we're just getting rid of that. Like it's it's gone because at least I mean you could say like oh well they changed the old world or whatever. Um, you know, and then they altered content there, but you know, Wrath is up in Northrend, so there wasn't too much like you know, like Wrath era questing put in the original continents. Um, but no, like I remember, I it, it was in Cataclysm, I was leveling through Northrend, and I got to the Wrath Gate. I got that awesome cinematic, and then Alex Strauss is there, and I'm like, well, where's my quest? Like she's just there hanging out. I'm like, there should be a quest. I'm supposed to click on, and I looked, and I was like, oh yeah, after the Wrath Gate, Alex Strauss has this quest, and you go to this quest, and then you, and I'm like. And I'm just like, where is it? And then finally it was like, oh, that got removed. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, so, yeah, but that look on Bovar's face when he realizes that he's totally fucked. Yes. <laughs> Even in the, the those low poly days, you could you could feel it. And he's like, he just lost all hope. There's a I forget where it was. I think it was at one of the BlizzCons. Um, but uh, or maybe it's just a video that they put up. But Taron Gregory like does basically like a director's cut, or not a director's cut, like a director's commentary for the Wrathgate cinematic. And he talks about certain things, like how uh, they couldn't show like the monsters like grabbing like the people, um, but you know they could like render them like holding them. So there's a part where like I think one of the the, the, the zombies like tries to grab somebody, and then like just when it's actually clutching them, they have somebody run in front of the camera, so you don't they don't have to show it actually you know the actual grabbing part and then next you just see the guys being held and thrown around or whatever like they lots of little tricks like that that they did i mean that was i mean that's one of those things you look at what they did with the technology back then and and the technology's come very far since then but all the little tricks they have and all the little ways that they you know could work everything 
with what they could do back then, it, it's it's impressive. I mean, as I said, the cinematics that came out with uh, the raid here were a little bit disappointing from a story perspective. From a technical perspective, they're amazing. Um, I mean, some of the the emotion you get in the faces, um, you know, you you don't think of WoW, especially WoW's engine, or you know, even the graphic side of things, like as being like, oh, like you know, like it, it it's you know, it it, it evokes emotion the way that it does. But like the the looks you see on the characters, um, you know, it's very well done. And, uh, and, and some of the effects, uh, like there's one part where like some armor kind of like fades away and stuff. Like it's all, um, <clears throat> all very well done, very well done. So, I mean, from a technical perspective and it all, and all goes back to the raft gate and even before that to the, uh, uh, what is it? I want to say the, uh, uh, the, the black temple trailer. I think that was the first thing that they did. Um, when they, you know, when they, when they started putting those kind of cinematics together, um, you know, it all goes back to that. They've had a strong legacy of that. So you gotta, you gotta give them credit there. But yeah, I'd See love Mark to- and Chet. Oh, yeah. oh, I see Mark in chat said uh, that maybe gnome druids or mecha gnome druids or gnome shamans. Yes. I'm a gnome fan over here. <laughs> I think uh, that was, I think back in the day, uh, Harv's cousin Psycho had said, I think we had talked about what if gnomes could just tame critters at their, as their pets, as hunters. <laughs> yes. That'd be, actually, that would be funny. That would be funny. A gnome, gnome druid cat farm would be like a house cat. I always wanted like a little bear cub gnome druid tank. And so he's like he's super just, tiny. Uh, oh my he's god! Just a tiny baby, little baby, bear baby, cub. Baby blizzard he's bear. Way too small. <laughs> no, this is one of those. He's so bad in PvP. This is one of those yeah. things that I have to think. Like, I, I mean, again, it's one of those things you compare like classic to current WoW. And they've reduced so many barriers and so many things were put into classic WoW, you know, like, like weapon skills, you know, that are kind of like, oh, like we want this to feel like a standard fantasy world where there are these sort of restrictions that, you know, have sort of an abstract, you know, analog to how things would actually be. And, and you know, like or languages even, um, you know, where your characters could speak different languages. And if you want, you could like talk in like Torin or whatever, and nobody would understand you except other Torin or something like that. And and then systematically over the years, they've gotten rid of these as quality of life improvements. And I have to think one of the last ones is going to be the class restrictions uh, that they, they have to be looking at that and saying like, you know, because there's plenty of people who are calling like, well, there's no reason why, you know, yes, you have lore reasons and you can disregard them. Um, you, you know, you can be, cause I mean, that's the thing. Like if you're playing like a, home, a tabletop RPG at home, like you always pick that one guy, like, oh yeah, like there's no such thing as like a, like a vampire werewolf. And it's like, no, I, I made one. I'm, I can be the only one cause I'm playing it on my tabletop game. It doesn't matter. And I think, to, you know, like from a player perspective, like, yeah, you can be these things that numerically you're very rare in the, in the cosmos, but you know, as far as the game goes, if everybody rolls, you know, like gnome shaman or whatever, even if it makes no sense. Let him, you know, let him, oh, let him you that. can have little tiny t- totems. It'd be amazing. <laughs> See, there should be like a thing though. Like if you if you step on a tiny totem, you should take like some kind of like movement damage or something. Like you know, because it's like winter damage. Yeah, like that's gonna hurt. It, it's like Legos. Oh no! Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as, as, as the as the yeah my uh, yeah we got a lot of Legos this last weekend in the house now, and yeah, I've been stepping on them, and it's not fun. That's when that's you, you invest in flip flops. That's why I had to pop a balloon. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Out of anger. That's that's what happens when your your five year old turns six. Everybody gives him Legos. <laughs> what the box says. Right. Well, I'm guilty of it too. I actually bought him a box set of Legos, and I, I kind of knew. I was like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> this is a mistake. You put these back, or I'm going to melt them. Right. I'll throw them in the microwave. That'll be good. 
but uh, yeah, yeah. So wait, is that a thing? What bankroll even Legos? Yeah, I would think they. I mean, you can do anything well. that you want to do, whether it's safe or not, as a whole other story. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually put them in the microwave. <laughs> I mean, I. When I was in third grade, I tried to boil an egg in the microwave. Oh. And that, it turned that glass into a cannon. Oh, yeah. that egg to the top of the microwave. Yeah. Ooh. So I, I ruined the microwave. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> My mom was so mad. I can understand why. Yeah, that's... Uh, tomorrow I'll be telling my kids, like, don't put, don't put anything in the microwave, period. <laughs> Hopefully he can't reach it. Exactly, yeah. That'll be the end of that. They learn to climb. Yeah. They can reach anything. You could have the microwave like dangling from the ceiling. They'll come. They'll they'll come in like uh, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible somehow. Once they'll they learn how to push like Tom chairs. Brady. Right. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Ray just <laughs> dropped a sports ball reference. Yeah. Look at me go. I did it. <laughs> Mom's like, I can't believe he came back, and I'm like, today's free agent day, Mom. They gave him a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Tom Brady because that that'll derail the show. <laughs> the goat, the Chris Jericho of the NFL, no, the greatest of all time. He's the best in the world at what he does. My first oh. question was, will his Gronk coming back too? I don't think so, but who knows? Who knows? Give him some Tide Pods. He can do anything. Right. <laughs> no, but uh, so the other thing, so so we're getting a new expansion. Presumably, we might get a uh, a. Uh, War, uh, Wrath Classic announced. But one other thing that uh, should be coming too is, uh, well, not should be coming, but is, they said that a Warcraft mobile game will be announced sometime in May. I have my phone. I have my phone, because we all have phones. Everybody has phones, yes. Yep. So we don't know what this is. All we know is that since, I want to say it was 2016, it was BlizzCon 2016 when Alan Adam came back and he said he's going to be starting like an incubator because, again, they looked at the success of Hearthstone and they're like, okay, we're going to take a bunch of people and we're going to have, you know, we're, we're, we're going to take a bunch of people and we're going to put these little small teams that are going to develop these mobile games and it's going to be like kind of like, you know, quick development time, quick turnaround, and then, you know, once they see what hits, they'll build it out. And we have seen nothing for six years. And so finally, finally, something from this incubator, I assume this is coming from the incubator, who knows? I mean, something from this incubator, we you know, will be coming out. We had the, uh, the the teaser, if you could even call it that, for the unannounced survival game a few months ago, um, like a month ago. I don't know, sometime earlier this year. And so at least we know, like, okay, like we know there's things that have been developed. We've been seeing developers being pulled off of you know of various games and just kind of disappearing within Blizzard. And it's one of the things, especially in the era, you know, the post-lawsuit era, when we're trying to keep track of who's still with the company and who's not, it makes it harder to know who's still with the company when half the people there are working on stuff we don't know about. Or, you know, conversely, I guess that works in Blizzard's favor because then they can let somebody go and we don't know because we just assume they're, they're back there working on stuff. But, you know, so, so finally we're going to see something, you know, I mean, you know, Diablo Immortal should be out by now. I don't understand why it isn't. I know we all have phones, right? But, why but do I have this game on my phone? Putting, but that's the problem is like they they were so 
caught off guard, I guess you could say, by the reaction to Diablo Immortal, it seems that they've just been really gun-shy about introducing any kind of mobile product. And it's going to be interesting to see. They're giving it, I think, one, the fact that there's no BlizzCon helps them in this regard because everybody goes into BlizzCon with expectations, and now they're just like, hey, in May, we're going to show you a mobile game, and that's it. We, our expectations have been set. We know what we're looking for. I don't think anybody's going to be, I'm, I mean, you're going to have the, 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 we have phones memes. Everybody's making that joke anyway, but like. They should just cold drop it on like a Thursday. Don't even tell us one's coming. Just be like, Hey guys, check it out. Boom. And throw it on the internet and just watch what happens. And people will be so excited. Well, the thing here is that, especially with the mobile game, because I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. I personally, like I would hope for like the new expansion that they're like, you know, because there, there's no BlizzCon, because there's no set time frame, like, Hey, we need to have this ready and presentable by this point. Um, you know, that they could, you know, who knows how the development's been going on this. Cause it's been completely behind the scenes. I am still holding out the irrational hope that they will be like, you know, on, on April 19th, they're going to like, here's a new expansion. Here's the cinematic. Here's, you know, not no release date. Cause you know, they, they're still going to have to go through beta, but here's the beta date. You know, everybody look under your chair, even though you're sitting at home and you got a beta key under there. Everybody click the little green envelope button on your Twitch. Oh, you just got a beta key. So, I mean, you know, if they could do something like that, that'd be great. But, you know, or even like, you know, if everybody go opt in and then like two days, you'll get your email with your beta, you know, something like that. Like announce the start of the beta because, you know, like, you know, because if that's not ready, there's no reason for them to. You know, there's no reason for them to be making the announcement now. They can hold off. They can hold off this announcement as long as they want. I mean, yes, they want to get everybody focused. Yes, it'll have been a month after, uh, you know, the 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 raid dropped and everything there. And yes, you know, we still have nine point two point five coming at some point. But you know, at, at this point, you know, there, there's no reason for them not to, you know, wait until beta is ready and just drop it all at once and just get everybody going because they always do such a good job of showing everything and it feels like, oh, look at look at how finished all this stuff is. They have to have beta ready and they never do because it's all smoke and mirrors. Again, Taron Gregory and his team do a great job working with minimal assets to make everything look amazing. And so I again now I look at this mobile game and I think. They have to be ready to sh- not just show something, but they have to be ready to, you know, like if you're going to, if you're going to reveal the mobile game, especially after how long we've been waiting on Diablo Immortal, you know, you can't show something and be like, okay, here's the wild mobile game coming in 2025. It's got to be like, here's the wild mobile game beta opens in a month. And our target is a year from now at the latest, it's got to be a lot quicker than that for as long as they've been working on that. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do with that, but I mean, I, I think everybody's curious at least. You know, the, the, you know, we don't right. we don't know what form this is going to take. I've seen some people saying it could be, uh, you know, what if it's uh, you know, the old Warcraft uh, RP uh, RTSs, but they're on, you know on mobile. I mean, that's possible. They could reinterface that, or it could be something. I think it's going to be something new. It could be pet battles. I mean, that's the most obvious thing they should have done like five years ago. And it, you know, it wouldn't put it past Blizzard to you know do the obvious thing five years later than they should. Pet battle, like what you want, like a Pokemon Go to, you know, walk yeah. around. Oh yeah, really make you walk around. If that's how it is, Find that's how it is. I mean, you know, <laughs> or even if it's just I can interface with my pets from the game through a little thing on my phone. I mean that. I mean, people have been calling for that since Mists when Pet Battles came out. You know, we're dropping Diablo before. Immortal on Tuesday. Yeah, what if that's it? <laughs> um, you said that they're like gun shy about making announcements about mobile games. You think that the backlash they got wasn't? it was a mobile game but it was because everybody was expecting not a mobile game they were expecting it or a, actually it was a new deal 
waiting on Diablo 4, right? Yeah, and everybody so- was... Ex- they're like, oh, don't expect anything about Diablo 4. And everybody's like, they're going to give us something about Diablo yeah, 4. And, like, and they're like, hey, Diablo Mortal. And everybody's like, really? That's it? Yep. No, but you got our hopes up was by telling us not to get it. BlizzCon and, ever. But th- that's... Like the annoying thing about this is, like, to the observer, like it's like it's obvious, like that's what happened, like that's why everybody was upset, and it do- it feels like Blizzard didn't learn the right lesson. That it, it just seems like no, they like they just became like oh, like mobile phones are taboo, like we can't, you know, we can't do anything with that, and just just embrace it, man. Right, lean into the meme, and people right. will and, forgive and, it. And now, I mean, again, like I said earlier, like you know, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know what's going on in those rooms. There could be legitimate reasons that they looked at Diablo Immortal. And even, even though there were, were rumors and whatnot that like, it's pretty much ready and it should be, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they're looking at behind the scenes where they're reworking stuff or they're holding stuff, you know, or they're planning stuff, whatever's going on back there, we don't know. And there could be legitimate things, but it just, it, it feels like everybody got, like was upset with Diablo Immortal. And then they were just like, okay, well we're, we're just, we're just going to very, very gingerly, Gingerly introduce this, and it's, it's like, dude, just just put it out already. You know, they, no, it turned into Homer Simpson backing into the head. Yeah, what, like exactly just, what happened. Put it out as long as it's good. Put it out, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's not good, but from again, from everything I've heard, like it sounds like people generally, the handful of people who got to play it, like didn't they do like a beta test or something? Where like you know, like everybody people, I've heard that played it loved it. Right. So it's like, what are you waiting for? Like, what are you waiting for? It's just, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how this mobile announcement goes. Maybe if this goes over well, I could see them being like, "And we have a really state for Diablo Immortal." <laughs> <laughs> and Diablo Four Twenty Twenty Three. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're not getting that announcement. I think I had called Twenty Twenty Three originally. Maybe Twenty Twenty Four. I think I think I I'd, I'd said it's going to be a while. It, it it is nowhere near ready, and still nowhere near. Where? Ready. Where's your whiteboard in the background so you can be like, "See right here," and you just point at it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Nick on. can't have whiteboards anymore. He has children that would get erased. Uh, we have, we, no, we have one downstairs. It's what we use for our grocery list. But it, then you have to uh, Brady bunch it and take a Polaroid of your whiteboard. I've so done that. Yeah, because you have to clean it up, and then you got to. Re- yes, I have. I have many pictures of the whiteboard on my phone that I need to delete. It's taking up space. So cool. Google Cloud Storage can analyze my whiteboard pictures whenever they want. <laughs> they know what we eat. Yeah. No, we got Mega Man X ninety nine nine in the chat uh, saying Overwatch twenty twenty three, I believe. Um, yeah, that that seems about right. Although they said the PvP beta is supposed to be starting soon on that, so there's definitely movement within Blizzard. I think they realize that, um, and I think part of this too is it might be uh, Ibarra kind of getting his bearings and kind of looking at where every, all the projects are and finally saying like we got to get we got to get stuff out the door. Like Blizzard, it, you know, other than WoW expansions and Hearthstone expansions, like what has Blizzard put out in the last? Six years, seven years. <laughs> they attempted to put out fires. Right, that's right. They're putting out Very well done, Ray. Very well done. I I loved that we talked about wrestling, and then Nick referred to it as the post lawsuit era, which is exactly how they refer to the eras of WWE. Yes, you know the Attitude Era. Exactly. We are in the post lawsuit era. That is correct. One one last little note I want to mention about the save the date is that they also included Hearthstone in the announcement. Now, this was sort of like a Future of Warcraft thing, and they're like, oh, by the way, there's a Hearthstone expansion coming on. Uh, it was supposed to be May 15th, tomorrow, as of when we're recording this. It actually just got bumped 
Thursday. March so we, 15th? Or March, yes, March 15th. Thank you. Uh, there was supposed to be a presentation March 15th. It's now March 17th. So everybody has to wait till Thursday. So I think this show might be up by then. We'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, so if you're int- interested in Hearthstone and this is out before March 17th, you know, check the Hearthstone feed, see when that presentation will be for the next expansion. See but no, I mentioned that only because, uh, you know, when Hearthstone debuted, it was Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft was the full <laughs> name. And it's still a very Warcraft centric IP. You know, it's kind of gone and done its own thing, but it's still very rooted in the Warcraft world. And then, you know, they subsequently took the Heroes of Warcraft, uh, you know, suffix away. So it's just Hearthstone now. And they did add Diablo in there in the Mercenaries mode. So, I mean, they are kind of, you know, tweaking how it all fits with things. But they still, you know, they're still, they're still grouping it with WoW for this. So it's interesting to see what they consider to be sort of the greater WoW uh, or Warcraft uh ecosystem i think they're pulling it in only because now if you have hearthstone and you have wow and you have another mobile game and you technically have warcraft 3 reforged as a recent release recent um, you know you know in the last few years i guess i guess that's something they released in the last few years to consider but that and diablo that and diablo yeah, how 2 many resurrected. people didn't return that right come on oh well, no well you know but diablo 2 resurrected seemed like it did well so at least they they've got something under their belt in the last few years other than uh, Hearthstone or uh, or yes. WoW expansion, rehashed content. Right, exa- but exactly. You're you're <laughs> you're absolutely right to to say it in that tone of voice. Like they need to, you know. I, I think Ibarra is sitting there, and he's like, you know, they need to get something out. So we'll 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 see we'll see what these release schedules wind up being. I think uh, it's going to go ahead and wrap this up here. I don't have much else to say? I think we hit all our topics. Yeah, I think so. And then, uh, oh yeah, uh, just ep- real quickly, episode 107, 100 episodes ago, was Bounty Hunty Part 2. We talked more about the wild bounties, which I was so excited for and never played. I never went into PvP mood to check out those bounties, so oh well. So be it. Wait, was that a thing that actually got implemented into the game? Yeah, that's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you, if you're, you go into war mode right? and you start wrecking people, you will get like a, you'll get flagged. Basically, like, you're, you're basically like a rare. You get flagged on the map and then everybody can go team up <laughs> to take you out. But let's talk about features that I have never once seen because right. I don't play on War Mode. Exactly. It's a cool feature. It's just not for me. Anyway, this has been episode number 207 of WoW Talk. Thank you, everyone at home, for downloading and listening. Thank you to Heat Kings for the intro song. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and definitely for editing. Thank you, everyone at uh, everyone hanging out in the chat room. Tonight's listeners, we had Abjul, Aliandris, Ava Semaphore, Big Damn Judge, Joanna X. Bella, Limitless Life TV, Mark Delianor, and Mega Man X9999. Thank you all for hanging out in the chat room. We are at Wow Talk MTB on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. Ray, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Facebook with my name, and the URL there is Bishona Nomiko, which is my Twitter handle, and Discord with the pound sign 4932. And Harv, where can people find you? On Discord at Harv Pound Sign eighty six seventy three, and Eric, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook at my name and on Discord at Toretto Pound Sign seven six. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. There we will go into the cinematics, and we will talk about whether we were disappointed or not in them, and some of our concerns about the actual story going forward. We will not badmouth Steve the Newser because, as I said, there's no point in doing. It. And you or like also... Steve the Snoozer. Oh, there we go. That's what we should be saying. Oh, yeah. 
that that that's the attitude we should be taking. That's what again, like ripping from the uh, the re- pro wrestling, we'll go into the attitude era of wow commentary. <laughs> that's what I should have warned tonight. I have a I do have a Steve Austin shirt from back in the day, and on the on the back it's got like the Steve Austin logo, and I think I think might have had like him with like rattlesnake hands or something, and on the front it just says other side jackass. Oh. But that's what yeah. I should, that's what I should have worn today. That would have been appropriate. But uh, you can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we don't talk about wrestling. We talk about Mass Effect, and then uh, we talk a lot about football in the pre-show. Not that we that's available, but that happens. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg/discord, and our next show recording is scheduled for March twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two, at ten thirty p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv/mashthosebuttons. Email us with any questions or comments at wowtalk at mash.gg. Let us know how you feel about the story, what you think about pro wrestling, um, or uh, or Tom Brady. Let us know what you think about those things at wowtalk at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts including on Patreon, where you can support this show by joining the WoW Talk membership at $1.25 per episode or $2.50 per month, or you can provide general support for $2 per month. For those in the chat room, please consider a Twitch subscription if you can. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link where you can get codes for Steam, Epic Game Store, Uplay, and more. Or check out our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mesh Those Buttons Network. For Ray, Harv, and Eric, I'm Nick. Hold them accountable. See you guys. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 